Hey, everybody. What a great conversation I had with Depeche Node. He has been contributing to our morning Twitter show, and I talked to him about his thesis, which is that the value in the NFT space accrues to the top. In other words, the most sought-after projects, the blue chips, if you will, end up being the ones that consume the most liquidity, and the mid-chip and low-tier projects end up getting left behind. So he talked about projects that he believes fall into this category, the Zookies, Board Ape Yacht Clubs, and CryptoPunks of the world, projects like Doodles as well. I thought it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. Check out thenifty.com slash FTX to sign up on the web app or with the FTX mobile app, sign up with the code thenifty. Hope you enjoy this. In this video, I'm joined by Depeche Node, a contributor on our morning Twitter Spaces show. Very excited to talk about whether we're entering an NFT bear market. As usual, you can hit the like button and smash the subscribe button if you enjoy the content. And as always, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so always do your own research. Node, what's going on, man? I love the intro and I love the uh, the disclaimer that we know we know not what we are doing. We have no idea. This is just great. It's all fun speculation. It's good to be here, man. It's a blast. Fantastic. So, you know, the big story that we've been talking about day in and day out over and over again, uh, you know, on the Twitter spaces is whether there is a bear market happening right now in the NFT space, whether this is a liquidity event specifically for the Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, you know, land sale that's happening on Saturday and whether this is just all people getting ready for that. You know, you have a thesis that you've brought up on the show several times which is basically that the value in the NFT space accrues to the top, which is really starting to look like a very good thesis to have, as we've seen Doodles, Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem, Moonbirds, Azuki ecosystem. And I don't think I'm even missing, I guess maybe you can put Clonex and like CryptoPunks and stuff like that into that, in, into that category. But we're just seeing these projects that are the, the quasi like, you know, blue chip projects take all the liquidity in the space and it's almost like a K shape. If you look at it on a chart, like those projects go up and literally the rest of the market goes down. What do you think is happening and, and what do you think comes after this weekend? Yeah, good question. So I think uh, the, that, that was like my thesis from the very beginning, like over a year ago uh, was that all value accrues to the top. And there's a couple of reasons for it. You know, one uh, there's really, you know, <laughs> In the words of Michael Saylor, right? Like there is no second best, right? So, so yep. people people pay attention if you look at crypto in general, right? Like between Bitcoin and ETH, that's like what eighty percent. I have no idea. It's a huge percentage of the total market cap for crypto. So you apply that to all sorts of power laws. Like the people at the top just dominate. So uh, the same thing is happening with NFTs, and it has since day one. And that's actually kind of why I bought my my punk a year ago was because I figured, hey, this is the top, all value accrues to the top. And that worked well until uh, I realized one of my second lessons, which was uh, nothing is sacred, right? So so apes kind of took that, took that crown. But uh, I do think there's a little bit of a flight to quality right now. I think there's, you know, a lot of um, people are waiting around to see what happens with this land grab. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But the reality is, is that Along with the fact that you have all value accruing to the top, there's only so much attention that can go around. So 
you know, these big projects, they get on a roll, right? And they start to flow and everybody, you know, we think that this space is big, but it's tiny. And so as soon as some of these things go mainstream, they're going to, they're going to take the narrative and keep rolling is my opinion. Yeah, I think that you're totally right. You know, when you look at these different projects like Mutant API Club, it broke 40 ETH recently. Azuki had its big coming out party going from 8 ETH to, I believe, 32. Moonbirds broke every record. We'd never seen a run the way Moonbirds ha uh, the way that Moonbirds ran in the first 10 days, the first 10 calendar days of Moonbirds being in existence. They ripped from an 80th floor to a 40th floor. And obviously there's been a whole lot of fireworks in between. I don't even know what they're sitting at now. I mean, it, it, is oh, it they were like sub 30 last I checked. Uh, so, so a good time for you to finally scoop in PO and, and pick one up brother. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, for a collectible, for an illiquid asset, this thing's trading like a cryptocurrency in terms of its volatility. Like, wow, it's at 26 right now. The thing goes between 26 and 36 oh. as if it's Bitcoin. It's crazy. It's crazy. And there's speculation that this could dip sub 20. I forget which whale, whether it was like D Farmer and or one of these like, you know, smart money people tweeted, if you loved Moonbird or if you liked Moonbirds at 40, you're going to love them at 16, right? Because yeah. it's totally possible for them to go back there. But, you know, I'm so curious to see what comes out of Saturday, whether new money comes into the space the way it did with Moonbirds and whether, you know, we go into a bull season or a bear season or just no season at all. And we just trade sideways. I don't I can't really think of a time where I've anticipated what comes next quite at this level. I, I don't know if you feel differently on that. No, totally. And it's also, you know, there's not, I don't know of anything else after this. That's the, that's the big thing, right? Is right. typically there's something, something might be coming up the next week. And then the week after that, you're, you know, oh, well, you know, then Clonex is doing something. But right now it's all just uh, ape and, and land. And then what? I don't know. I don't know what's, what's next. So it is, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air for sure. Yeah. The other thing is that I think that there's a lot of like, you're talking the flight to quality I think part of that is almost, you know, it's the Moonbird effect where Moonbirds have this real backing. I'm sure everybody that consumes this content, you know, already knows this if they've watched anything else that we've done in the past two weeks, because it's there's been a lot of discussion about Moonbirds. But Moonbirds, in my opinion, from what I saw, really uh, showed everybody that you can have qualified creators that have experience building startups and understand how to drive real value and real utility to these digital assets. And that I think it's a fair bet to think that over time, we're going to see more and more of that slash that almost becomes the norm. So I think once you know that information and that's been made clear to you and you look at your portfolio and you see a profile picture collection that's backed essentially by art, and not necessarily much more, you know, there's examples where that can really be a game changer, but those are really few and far between. And at this point, there's almost, it's almost like, what's the catch to this digital asset that you're selling? And I think that that started with Moonbirds and may have led to a, a just a, a general shift in the perspective of market participants, you know, seeking that out. 
And that's what prompted that bull run on projects like Premint and Alpha Sharks. It's like, well, at least I'm getting something and someone else might want this thing that I'm getting. So this is what the liquid, you know, this is what's going to consume liquidity versus just a pretty picture. 100%. And I think like, honestly, my playbook for the next year, hopefully, is can we, can, are, can I find more people like Kevin Rose, right? And yeah, and, and really, like, the, honestly, there is nobody like Kevin Rose, in my opinion. You got Kevin Rose and you got Gary Vee that yeah. have like fully blended the two spaces like perfectly. And then after that, uh, oh man, I'm getting distracted by this side chat. Someone just said I'm a beautiful man. That's a, hey, thank you, <laughs> internet famous. I appreciate that. That makes me feel good, making me blush. Um, but anyway, like, and th this whole like, uh, I just feel like we're we're growing up, right? So we have the last year you had a bunch of people doing experiments and now the big boys are coming to play. They're going to come in. Uh, one thing that Kevin Rose mentioned on one of his spaces recently was that he he is he's going to find world-class talent and build out his team. And yeah. this is like, you know, he's going to hire from, you know, top leaders and exact like, you know, people that that have built big things in the past. And that's different than what most projects have, right? So that's going to be my focus if I can, right? Yeah. And like when you talk about that, what comes to mind is like you're saying there's no one else like Kevin Rose and Gary V. And I think what you mean by that is that there isn't anybody else that is a true, tried and true entrepreneur that's actually dedicating the next stage of their life to an NFT project, right? Like if Jack Dorsey came into the NFT space, he would fall into this category. It would be like Jack Dorsey, Kevin Rose, and Gary Vaynerchuk. But he's doing block. He just left Twitter to dedicate himself to block, right? Elon Musk is not going to come through the NFT space and just suddenly you know, be working on an NFT project. So that's the way that I kind of frame it. And you're right. I don't know who the next person is. This guy, Gaio series name gets thrown out with every damn project at this point. He's affiliated with every project. I don't know what the deal is with that. He's involved in, he's got his hands in VV. He's got his hands in absolutely everything. If he ends up actually running a project, maybe that's a name that comes to mind, but it seems like he's just kind of a high level advisor for all these things. But I, I really can't think of anybody else you know, that's quite like a Gary V or a, a Kevin Rose, you know, like you said. Yeah, that, that have. Yeah. And what I meant by that as well is that they're they're like Web3 natives at this point. Right. And they, yeah. they've been in it as long as any of us have. Yep. So I don't know of anyone else that has that has like the real world expertise and has built legit businesses and that's Web3 native. Uh, I don't know that we that we're going to have much more of that. But what they can do, right, is they can combine somebody from web two land with, Hey, pick, pick me, pick PO, right? Like pick somebody that that's, that's web three native and partner with them and raise some big money and do some cool things. Right. And that's, that's where I think it's going to get interesting for sure. Yeah. And so Sarah uh, brought up Alexis Ohanian, right? Oh, Sarah yeah. script in the chat. Yeah. But he just invested in Moonbirds. So he's on the Moonbirds team. Right. And Unless, he's also with, um, isn't he in like the Ape Dow stuff? I can't even remember. He's like uh, got something to do with Yugo. Right. So yeah, him and Gaio Siri, I feel like they're like, they're going to be the, the, the advisors for a million different projects, which is great. You know? Yeah. Wapi saying Bankless is going to get in the mix. That's a good one. Yeah, That's definitely a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bankless just announced their their advisors for Moonbirds now. 
which is interesting. So that's a, that's a big pickup, dude. Like those guys, huge. uh, they, they were a huge part of me getting into web three, man. And everything ETH related, uh, for sure. So I'm excited. I bet, I bet they're coming on from a, from a tokenomic standpoint would be my speculation for sure. They know their stuff when it, yeah. when it comes to like Ethereum and, and crypto, they really know their stuff for sure. And obviously they're diving headfirst into the NFT space. Just what they've built from a media perspective alone as oh. someone that has a Web3 media company, uh, they've done this in like less than two years. It's I don't really understand how you explode at, at that you know uh, rate. So bravo, bankless with everything that you've built is incredible. They put out more content than any company in the world. I swear, they put out more, like more written content, more video content. It is, it is insane, the amount of knowledge that they that they start, you know, that they put through. So, okay, people are saying my video is delayed. Listen to it on the podcast. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I got the new laptop. That the past few days has been a transition phase. So appreciate everybody bearing with me. As you can tell, I'm not using my actual camera. My actual camera's over here right here and it's not being used but it will be used people were giving me a hard time about my closet saying that uh they didn't see any party shirts they just saw shirts that uh came from my mom with the quote you look handsome or something like that <laughs> so that was uh that was some pretty good stuff so you know wh what do you think of what's going on outside of board api club and moonbirds is there i know you like azuki you have you have an azuki you've got your beans do you have both the beans that you got airdrop for having an azuki yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm repping my Azuki because it's, I mean, the art is the best in my yeah. opinion. So from like a PFP, I'm going to support the one that, that looks the prettiest. Right. Uh, sure. so I, I love, I love my Azuki. I'm holding both of my beans. Uh, we'll see where those lead, but they've been holding up quite well. Like Azuki has been, been very steady amidst everything going on. Uh, and, and that's, you know, without anything, you know, major happening. So I'm happy with my Azuki's. Pretty excited about uh, Friends too, as well. Yeah. I, for the first time in my life, I minted. I think it's a rare, dude. So oh, it's, I got a, I got a green, a green is green background. There's like five of them. So I, yeah. I already got an offer thing. for four, for four ETH. Do a Node Vault is what you're gonna want to look up there. Um, got your idea. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's, I see it's, the pix, the Pixel Vault bag. There we go. Yeah, I got it. There it is right there. That's my that's my green is green, baby. Oak monster. There's only five, dude, in the whole collection. I don't know what it means, what? but we have no idea, right? <laughs> what? This could be like a 50 ether, like once he once he starts cooking. Like, so I was talking about it on the show this morning that I sold some of the book games tokens that I've been holding a while. I mean, you know, I slapped my credit card down on barnesandnoble.com last Labor Day. That's the start uh, of yeah, the yeah. That, that's the start of the that. book game saga, you know. Then you get the book games. I got 20 of them because I bought 240 books. Oh my gosh, yeah. In hindsight, I got nine, I, yeah. You got nine? Yeah, I, I ordered 108, right? So yeah, he had nine in total. Okay. In hindsight, we should have bought infinite, however many books you could have got, because it was like a six X. It was a crazy investment. Shout out Gary V for that one, right? Um, oh, well, Michael just said there's a 15 ETH floor on the green is green V friends right now. Dude, bravo node. You crushed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love those fake floors, right? There's five of them. So whoever posts something is, is, is the, is the floor, but I'll take it dude, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that, that's a fake floor for sure. Um, you know, my thought process in selling some of the books is that I just want liquidity right now. I'm so like 
heavily overexposed to the nft space it's just like inappropriate you know but obviously like you know i'm in the game so hey fuck it like i'll let it i'll let it go i don't like yeah. i don't lose sleep over this shit but um but you know i thought he's got to drive value to v fronts too right now it, you know he's not going to come out and i know you got to burn the book games for the new v friends characters and that's awesome but i didn't have five of any of the book games so i was just like look i'm gonna sell these things you know um and i did have some rares so we'll see what comes of it but it's got to be all eyes on v friends too he's not going to come out and drive value to the book games besides that burn right now although yes book games will be uh, played forever um so that was my my thoughts there with that play um i have to think that v friends 2 is going to be kind of in the spotlight for maybe the at least the next 90 days for gary wouldn't you say so yeah, I mean, I would anticipate we'll hear some stuff at uh, at VCon, which I'm excited to check out, right? So, and and what's interesting about book games as well is they're they're pretty they're pretty genius, right? In in the way that he's done it, like having to trade for the frames for the for five of each, right? That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. I I sold a bunch this morning, or I'm in the middle of selling them, so I can get five of one frame, so I can get into the raffle, right? And then and then move forward and hopefully you know get a get a new one, but. I think it's definitely an IP play, right? These new, the v, the VF2 stuff, I mean, this looks like it's just made for TV, for cartoons, right? And it's kind of funny because, like, this none of us are interested in, like, cartoons, <laughs> at, at, you know, in, in the NFT space. Like, we're all, you know, 30 to 40-year-old dudes for the most part, like, just uh, hanging out. And so it's interesting that that he's building this. And so I think there's, it's going to expand to a whole lot more than I think we're we're used to in the NFT space. Yeah. He's all about the long game. He's a thousand percent about the long game. Um, and so when you think like that, you have to think that this is a real long play and it's not like you're betting on like Joe Flipperhead to do something that's going to be a TV show. Like our guy Wappy had a quote that really made me laugh where he was like, yeah, this PFP is going to be a TV show, except wait, it's not going to be a TV show, which I just got a big kick out of, right? Because it's just, it's true. It's just yeah. not going to be a TV show, whatever it is. But if Gary Vaynerchuk decides that he wants to go into media and wants to have a TV show, then yeah, it's going to be a TV show. So I'm never going to bet against Gary V at this point. I didn't buy V friends one. I was too early in the NFT space. I had just gotten wrecked on nifty gateway. I didn't, I didn't fully have a, a clear picture painted of what was good to buy and what wasn't. But as soon as he did the book games, like I said, 220 books or however many 240, I don't remember. Was, yeah. Yeah. 240 or something. Yeah. 20. I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, I bought all the books. Math. Who cares about math? Um, but yeah, so that's that's the long and short of it. Uh, someone in the chat brought up Vayner Sports. You know, me and Nick were talking about uh, like some of the trades of this year, like the sells of this year were last year's trades. Like everything else, I think that this is the long game. And I think that it's going to take a while for us to have this fully materialize because it's a a real thing i don't expect any sort of sudden hype train to be able to make this pop off and i don't think that aj i don't think that's his game plan with it anyway right like this is uh this is someone's you know whole team's job is to drive value to this and build a real plan that's longer than a few months so it's just another example of the long game yeah it, and vsp it is it's truly a, a utility utility pass right it's a pass so 
you know, they're, they're going to continue to just do things on a regular basis. So if you want to be involved in a community, right. If you love the sports that they have athletes that, that are their clients, right. If you want to participate in their raffles and see what else they, you know, they've, they've got a lot of stuff that they're working on and it's different, right? This is not a, this is not some classic PFP collection that's building some, you know, cute little brand. This is different. And so, yeah, I think people, it, it all depends on what you're looking for, but I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of AJ for sure. I've got a VSP. You got a couple now. So. And what other projects we talked about Azuki, we talked about Moonbirds, Board API Club, Vayner ecosystem, anything else that you have top of mind? Like, what are you thinking about? Uh, Pixel Vault. I've, I'm, I've always, as you could see, I had, I definitely got a bag there. And I mean, look, this is another example of, of a team that has been executing uh, I, every one of their like drops and their mints and the things that they've done. Like they've gone, it's gone very smoothly from a tech standpoint. Always. Uh, always goes really well, like super yeah. clean. And so, you know, that art is solid, you know, like I've got a meta hero, I'm staking it. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go with this again. You have to have a long-term focus, right? And they've, they've done a nice job, I think, managing expectations and, and talking about, okay, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to build. They've raised what a hundred million. Like that is no small amount. Few so, bucks. Few yeah. Bucks. So I, I'm, I'm excited about where they go. Like I've considered, I've got like 30 of those, you know, mint pass twos. And I might, you know, any, every time I'm wondering what I should do, I wonder if I should just sweep more of those or more planets. But the, the, the challenge is, is like, uh, if you, if you've got long-term capital, that's great. If you need to do some flipping, you know, maybe, maybe some other options are out there for you. Um, but that's a project that I, that I'm pretty excited about. There's, uh, let's see, I've got, we already talked about Moonbirds already talked doodles, you know, we mentioned a little bit, but I've, you know, they've been, they've been rising quite a bit and it, one of the few in the last week, right? Almost nobody's kind of holding strong. So as I think we mentioned this on the show this morning, there's, there's probably something coming up and in insider trading, uh, front running all this, right? Oh yeah. I got to look at my wallet trackers and see if my favorite wallets to track have been buying them. That's the best when I'm like, Oh, that guy hasn't done a trade in five weeks. Bought a doodle. Look at that. Sudden 14 ETH uh, purchase. There must be something going on. You saw it with the me bit stuff. It's it's, it, you know, when the inside word is out, there's like certain wallets that I'll follow that will, you know, be buyers of that. And I look, uh, my, my main job is not trading and, and participating in the market. I wish it was because Well, I wish it was and I don't wish it was because it can be a brutal, brutal game, but it is fun. And it's also uh, very stimulating to do the research on these things and to have conversations with other investors just to figure out what the best thing to buy is or what people are thinking about the, you know, the macro conditions of the market and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, we were talking about on the show this morning, Doodle's just having a sudden like 40% pump at such a high price point already when liquidity is getting sucked out of like every other project except a couple. Um, I have to think that something might be coming in the Doodle's world, um, but I have no idea what it is. I have not, I was not privy to that insider information. And I've always been a fan of Doodle's art. I think Burnt Toast's art is really dope. And I think that they absolutely hit it out of the park in the NFT space. And then obviously the other two founding members, Poopy Cat um, and the other gentleman's name is escaping me right now. The Burnt Toast? Uh, are, well, Burnt Toast is the oh, artist, yeah, yeah. but then the... Yeah, the other, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, the name's escaping me, but uh, I, no disrespect. But that other, the other two gentlemen, Poopy and, and the other gentleman, 
are web three native and they've been in the game since like 2016 or something like, you know, uh, OG OGs. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's real backing for this project that a lot of projects can't say that they have. Yeah, they did a they did a beautiful job on from what I hear anyway at South by Southwest, right? And their branding is great. They've got a good vibe, and you know people are on the on the chat are wondering about Cool Cats, and I honestly think that Doodles are what killed Cool Cats. Uh, and they just they 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 have a fun vibe, and uh, people enjoy the brand. Like they, it's a little bit more expansive maybe than than Cool Cats is and what it can do. Like I personally never like i had a cool cat a couple of them and i flipped them and and uh i liked them but i didn't love them right i wouldn't i don't think i ever put one as my pfp but i did have a doodle as my pfp for a little while right so um and i i do i think i think doodles has kind of outshone cool cats a little bit and cool cats is you know an unfortunate casualty as of late as uh you know they're a great a great brand i like what they've done and just turns out that building a game is harder than people think and and may not be you know, the end all be all right for, for projects. Yeah. The cool cats IP, I think is a slam dunk. I think the artwork's incredible. I think it has so much personality. A lot of people uh, appreciate it and it has global appeal. I think that you're right about the game. Like, you know, it's no secret that there's been some technical issues when it comes to the game. And that's a massive undertaking for anybody to implement a game with an economy uh, paired with the game and you know having complete tokenomics that actually work having the game be fun i mean that's a challenge that no one in the nft space has solved yet literally none of the games are fun right so yeah, nobody no one has solved it and i think that because cool cats were so early because they were really early i don't remember exactly when they came out but they were after board api club but it was like board api club gutter cats some other stuff pixel vault was already out and then cool cats came out it was like I, I I think it was before World of Women. I don't know if you have any. Uh... Yeah, I think so. I mean, they were they were like everyone was saying they were the the third blue chip, right? Like they were cementing the third spot, uh, which was true for a little while uh, until yeah. it wasn't, right? And in that time period, the game meta became really trendy, and I feel like it, a lot of projects felt like that was just what they had to do, like Pixel Vault is doing that, right? But Pixel Vault, I think, has deeper experience, much deeper experience, you know, on that front, and a crazy amount of capital to be able to go about making a game like that, right? Um, so Cool Cats kind of just went in this direction, and thus far... It hasn't been working out. However, it's not like it's completely like, you know, we're saying doodles killed cool cats. The floor is five and a half Ethereum. You know, it's on a yeah, 10,000. Yeah. This is not a failure by any means. Like they're doing <laughs> like, yeah, when you when you zoom out, it's like, okay, it's still like 15 grand to join this club if you want yeah. to. Like they're, they're nothing like my wicked craniums, which have gone to next to zero, uh, which man, what a what a bummer. They're great. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, cool, cool cats can go in a million different directions now, you know, a hundred thousand plus Ethereum of secondary volume, right? Like you have options when yeah. you've done that, even if you spent all the money, which I don't think that they've done, obviously, but even if you spent all the money, you just put to put together a deck and you show, check out how much secondary volume there was on this project. And then investors are going to be interested in partnering with you, in giving you capital, in acquiring your project, um, so I I do think that that they got kind of caught up in the um in the video game meta 
Uh, and I honestly, I feel like you could probably even just, if you wanted to, I know, I don't think that they want to, but you could probably even like scrap it and just like move on from it. But I think they'll probably get it out and get it working. And, you know, maybe people just don't even remember, uh, it in the long run, because at the end of the day, yeah, when you zoom out, it's a different thing. And at this point, cool cats are a piece of history and objectively the, uh, art like the IP alone is thing that I could see having staying power globally, really. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I really, I really do believe in the IP. No. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. It's stick to the IP play, you know, keep it, keep that relationship up with, with, uh, it's time, right. You know, like keep that going. I think they have a, they have a good thing going, but it, but it is just another example of how fast the space moves. Right. And people, people tend to get locked in to, to what they think is the next big thing. And, uh, things change so fast. Uh, you know, me watching my my crypto punk get just completely demolished by apes was like <laughs> the first big lesson. And apes will apes are going to get it too someday. You know what I mean? Like they 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 will not be the top project forever. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and Elizabeth, our, our head of uh, product and community, said it's a shame that Cool, cool Cats chose the hard route and got punished for it. I think that's that's fair, but it's not over, Elizabeth. It's not over. Uh, I pulled up Murakami Flowers. This guy Murakami knows how to inspire people to buy, huh? He does, man. And I, I'm going to be honest. I missed all of Clonex, like missed anything that Murakami has dropped. So I've I've just been kind of digging, putting my head in the sand on anything Murakami <laughs> related because I don't want to know. So please enlighten me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it either. I know that people like this guy's work a lot. I mean, his work is dope. He did the it cover. Is. Unique. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's super unique. I mean, and being original in the art world, that in itself, that's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is being original because that's basically innovating, right? And then everybody copies you. In the NFT space, everybody copies Picasso and Basquiat. Right. Like or a lot of people copy. There's a whole vertical of copying Basquiat and Picasso. And some yeah. people will just copy both. That's the best. You know, they'll just copy both. Right. Um, so just coming up with anything original is a big deal. The way that this guy Murakami, you know, his level of originality makes me think that this is probably going to work out well. I'm just so blind when it comes to this stuff that flinging 6.25 ETH at it. I just don't know enough on why I need to do that. I have it right now. I could do it right now, but it's like, I don't know if I can do that right now. So it's, it's a kind of a tough one, but people absolutely love this guy's work and the level of excitement, you know, surrounding his stuff is unparalleled. The only comparison I can think of of an artist coming into the space is maybe Hearst, but I almost feel like the hype around Murakami is more than Hearst. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it for sure is, in, in my opinion. But I think you bring up a good point, man, of like, uh, th there's so many different projects, right? There's so many different things happening that if you don't get it, right, like, that's okay. Like, it, that's okay. And move on, like, move on to something that you fully get and you're excited about. Uh, because most of my bad decisions have come from FOMOing into something that I didn't understand, right? Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, like, definitely be open-minded, right? Like, I remember when apes were minting and I just looked at them and thought, those look stupid. Like, you know, like, like, uh, biggest regret of my life. And, uh, you know, had to buy in much, much later. Uh, but I like, I like the idea of, you know, staying open-minded, but, uh, not, not stressing There's just so many different projects. It's, it's amazing. You can even just talk about Solana and then there's, you know, an entire ecosystem over there that most, most people on ETH just don't know anything about. So 
Yeah, I don't want to talk about that thing because that's for kids. It's not for old people like you and me. No, Solana's for for children. Is what it's for. <laughs> yeah, if kidding. you're if you're under the age of eighteen, yes, feel free to hop over there with Easy Eats on Solana. I do own. I there's two projects that I like on Solana. One is SMBs, right? Solana Monkey Business, and the you other have ones it? I have one. Yeah, and again, what's my thesis? All value accrues to the top, so may as well just go for one that seems OG. Yep. And then I've got uh, a couple Grimms for the Grimm Syndicate that, uh, you know, one of the Moonbirds founders is is the artist behind that. So I just figured uh, they've done a nice job keeping things like they have a continual story being being unfolded. And I like what they're doing. So that's those are honestly the only two that I that I really have paid any attention to. OK, so we're going to play a little game here that I, I didn't tell Node we were going to play this game. This is the Depeche Node financial advice game. And um, Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell me anything until I got on. He's like, hey, here's what we're going to talk about today as we're going live. I'm like, cool, let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> so, you know, I want to know what Depeche Node would buy if you know, falling into the thesis of the value accrues to the top. So look at these top 10 projects. We got Moonbirds, we got Mutant API Club, we got Artifact Monolith, Board API Club, VFriends 2, Murakami, Kennel Club, Akutars, this damn Solana project. We're not even going to okay, count that in yeah. there because I'm not buying that. MeBits, uh, uh, and some more Murakami CryptoPunks. If you had 10 ETH, what would you buy right now? Okay, well, you you can't. Uh, you I I honestly I probably would buy, uh, whatever I can on Saturday in in the on the board API club uh, land sale that that we're all calling the land sale, but they've never formally announced it as such. So I would mm -hmm. probably I would probably do that. I mean, you can't get a Moonbird. Uh, when Moonbird comes out with something else, I will buy it. Whatever that is, I'll get it. <laughs> uh, like, can't you get mean anything. an airdrop or a companion or something? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Or they, they've talked about a, you know, a, a token, but like a couple times. So uh, I imagine you'll, we will get airdrop that as Moonbirds. M we meaning me, not you, of course. But you know, hopefully one day, <laughs> Po, join us, join us in the Citadel. Uh, <laughs> but I, I also, you know, Artifact is one I feel like. I just, I totally miss and I, I just refuse to jump in because it's, it, it all becomes so much, but I like, I, you know, Artifact, Nike, that's, that's another amazing match. So I'd probably snag one of those. Um, and then, yeah, what was, what was down a little bit lower? Let's see here. Again, Akutars, that's your specialty. You'd have to tell me whether or not I should go into that. I, I totally I'm one of those people who just missed Micah Johnson forever up until like honestly a few weeks ago. A lot of people did um, because of the Nifty Gateway origins and, you know, essentially the, the big names that came out of Nifty Gateway from early 2021 are Fuocious, uh Micah Johnson. I'd say fuck render falls into that mm. category as well. Um, and I'm sure I'm disrespecting so many talented artists and creators. So I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to think of anyone else. That's like a prominent figure in the NFT space that came from nifty gateway at that time. Um, and, and more can emerge. Right. So my thoughts on Akutars is we need the unique ownership to go up because it's 5,500 on a 15 K and that's not strong enough. The other thing is that the listing count, is very very high right now there's 2012 items listed out of 15,000 
And this project is historically um, known to be very diamond handed, the Aku ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, you'll commonly see charts and like stats and screenshots that show that in the entire um, collection, there's only X number that are listed. So we're basically, I'm looking for a very low percentage of listings and I'm looking for this number to come down a lot. The reason I think that the number is so high is for a couple of reasons. I think number one, that there is leftover fear, uncertainty, doubt, FUD, if you will, from owners that bought that were like you and and didn't know about Aku from the beginning and bought in on the secondary. You know, they didn't they didn't get an airdrop. They bought in on the secondary and they got, you know, worried after the big error that happened last week weekend. And I can totally empathize with with those folks 100 percent. So those people have to sell. They have to get out. Then there's like the short term speculators that are trading the hell out of this. Um, and those, you know, those Akutars need to make their way into stronger hands. The other thing is that, like, you know, I have to imagine that, you know, the impact of the the last weekend is still being felt a little bit by the team. So I have to think that, you know, as the team ramps back up in the next couple of weeks, that's when you, you'll see a little bit more of a cook. So I have no idea where any of this shit is going to go in terms of short term price action. Um, but what I can say is that it's not the worst time to buy in. Right. I don't think it's a great time to sell in my opinion, because it's at 1.5 ETH. We've already seen it go as high as four and a half pre-reveal. And I think without the big the big mishap, we would see a post-reveal cook. It just got it got dampened by that mishap. So I think it's I, the thing I would definitively say is that it's not a good time to sell. Um, I don't think it's impossible for us to go lower because I think a lot of people are fit, fitting into that thesis that I just presented, and our listing count is just so damn high, and the unique ownership is is pretty low. So I, I think that it's not a bad entry point. I think it's not impossible for it to go lower. Um, and, and I fear macro conditions. But I think that if somebody buys an Akutar at 1.5, they won't be mad about it over a six to 12 month period. But you have to keep in mind, I've been holding the first NFT from this collection, February, 2021. So you're talking to somebody that's been in this collection for 14 months. I have a different perspective than your average DGEM. You actually could could sell something for long term gains. That's that's Correct. what makes you an OG. I have yeah, I got like two pieces I could sell for long term gains. You know, that's that's how you know you've been around for a little bit. You know, <laughs> what are your two? Is it the punk? Is the punk and the ringer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a ringer? Yeah, I should have sold that one at the top. Oh my gosh. What dude. was the top on ringers? Two hundred. <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh, and the, i don't even want to look are they like 30 now it's like it, it, for the culture man i i it, it's it's been a bit sad to be honest watching like the i i love pfps right i love what we i love the movement i like the utility it just it hurts when you watch uh some like really cool historic things like ringers is a is like a defining Benzes collection and, and yeah, punks are a defining collection you know what i mean like these these are at the beginning of a movement that inspired so many other things like uh actually broke ground and uh you know there's just not a lot of attention on them now but i think you know five to ten years from now when you look at what uh like what institutions or or you know like i don't know really high net worth individuals might be interested in you got to think they're gonna some of them are gonna lean definitely towards the art the the, the something that's very stable not based on utility 
uh, because they don't want to, they're not going to play our games and pay attention to like, you know, what's happening next week with, with dude, I already, I've already talked to several people that are like, Hey, I need somebody to manage my wallet for me. You know what I mean? Like to know like when something's airdropping, right. Or when they're going to claim stuff. So long-term I, I still love them. Uh, it's just short-term, man. It's been, it's, I, the value of the top of both of those together, uh, was amazing. And I just, I saw 200 ETH vantage in front of my eyes over the last few months. Look, it's just part of the game, man. Um, like you said, for the culture, uh, I have, I think the top on ringers must've been when Fidenzas were a hundred, right? Fidenzas were, Fidenzas were even higher than ringers. They were, yeah, they were peaking around the same time actually. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. when art blocks, you know, was at its all time high Fidenzas ringers. Oh yeah. Even- what Hearst a time. was probably 20 yeah. ETH at that time, yeah. right? Hearst was really high. Yeah, yeah. I'm remembering, remembering those days when you could just mint anything on, on art blocks. That was the whole narrative, you know? And then it would go crazy. I've, I've definitely lost some money there. <laughs> well, getting in, I mean, dude, talk about a fall from grace, art blocks. And then, uh, I don't know, do you remember Doodle Labs? Doodle Labs. This is familiar. So Doodle Labs came out with the family MOOCs as their first NFT and people like Van Doe came in. These minted at 0.2, which was really expensive at this time. And it's it's cool art, you know, by a cool like Brooklyn artist. And it's like the first uh, the first entry into the Doodle Labs eco, which the founders of Doodle Labs come from art blocks. And man, talk about fumbling the ball, man, like really really fumbled the ball hard and failed to just failed to drive any value to these. Like these are supposed to be the Genesis pieces. Me and Nick both bought into this Vince Van Doe bought into this and it's like, Oh man, talk about fumbling the ball. We've seen so many examples of people just flat out, not knowing how to drive value to NFT projects. And as a result, like it just puts me in a position where I'm like, what are you all doing? Like, who's working on this full time? People that watch a lot of our content probably see me ask that question a lot. Like, who is full time on this? How many people are full time on this? Because if there was just no update from you in your day job for like weeks at a time, I have to think that your boss would be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and there's, there's so many examples where I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Um, an NFT project that, uh, you know, they reached out to me and I think that they're interesting and they wanted to just get on a call to pick my brain about some stuff. And I said, sure. Yeah, they're not doing that well on the secondary. And it's basically illiquid at this point, which is not a great look. But, you know, I think it's still interesting and I wanted to talk to them. They booked a call on my calendar. I ended up having to book content in that slot. I go, can we like push this back by 30 minutes either before or after they scheduled it for a week later? They booked it in a time slot that I had content a week later. I was like, hey, we got to like change that schedule again for a week later. They pushed it back another week. I'm like, guys, I, I mean, if a week is not a long time for you, the NFT space probably is not the space for you to be running a business, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, one week in NFT world, dude. It's like, uh, I mean, in the last year, how I feel like I've I've aged ten years alone, right? So, yeah, dude, you got to be on it. And I think that, yeah, I've had several uh, people approach me about wanting to start a project, and 
and I always just say like, why, like, why should it exist? You know, like, and, right. and if you have, if you're an artist, like, okay, cool. Like maybe, maybe do something and don't expect anything from it. Like, uh, if your arts, you know, if you happen to have an audience that might really love digital form, it's like, great, go for it. Um, otherwise like what people want is they want an experience. And that's why we love board API club because we feel like we're part of this freaking adventure like all the time. And we're always looking forward to what's happening next or what we get to go to, right? Like there's, there's real life utility. There's our met our quote unquote metaverse utility. Like we've got all sorts of things we got to be excited about. And so if you're going to be an NFT project, your job is to take people on a, like a, on a journey in real time and like do that like nonstop. It is a, it is a service based business. I agree. And that is reflected in the recent, you know, pumps on things like Moonbirds, Board Ape Yacht Club, and other NFTs that are similar. Depeche Node, this was great, man. Dude, it was good. Thanks for having me. I uh, loving all these comments on the side. I only had a few haters, a couple, a couple talking about my giant forehead. Thank you very much. <laughs> Maybe that's why Pia likes to wear his hat. I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was fun, man. Absolutely. Well, everyone, make sure you follow Node. It's at Depeche Node. I have it right there on screen. On Twitter, uh, he writes, you know, he posts his thoughts about the NFT space. It's fantastic. He's also been on our show every morning, and that's been a really great time. I know that I can always throw to him, and he'll either say something smart or he'll bring up something that no one else has thought of. It's been really fantastic working with him on the morning show. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on your mobile app with the code the nifty we really appreciate everybody uh checking out the show today and we will see you guys next time peace